This is Self Care You with Scott, and today we sit down with executive life coach and founder of Next Crest Coaching, Kevin Hoover. What originally attracted me to Kevin's awesome story was their son, who is a cancer survivor at seven years old. I later find out that Kevin and his wife have also co founded Hug Your People, a nonprofit that helps kids who are fighting cancer. For the last 13 months, the Hoover family have been living in an RV, traveling the country with Hug Your People and making family memories. This is Self Care You, and we're about to level up with founder of Next Crest Coaching and Hug Your People, Kevin Hoover. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by our good friends at Sleeman Mortgage Solutions. The largest investment in your life can be a scary situation. You need to reach out to Rivka. Not only is she one of the best people that you'll meet, but she's very knowledgeable when it comes to your mortgage. Call Rivka and the team at Sleeman Mortgage Solutions to help limit your stress that you may be feeling and get you to a place where you can enjoy this awesome accomplishment in your life. Shoot over to at Sleeman Mortgage Solutions on Instagram and limit your stress today. What's good, everyone? Thanks for sticking around for another episode of the Self-Care You podcast. Today on the show, we have Kevin Hoover and Hug Your People. It's an amazing conversation. But firstly, I wanted to thank everybody for all the support with the Level Up Leadership Program. We've built relationships with our program now where we are heading into the high school. So we'll be over at Bowmanville High School quite soon in Clarington Central as well, uh, running our Level Up Leadership Program. So we really appreciate all the support. Also, uh, Level Up Living shirts and sweaters are available. If you're interested, make sure you send a message over to selfcareupodcast at gmail.com. Send us a message on Instagram at selfcareu underscore level up, or even just shoot over to www.selfcareu.net, and you can send information if you're wanting one of those shirts. Also, a big thank you to everybody who has supported the Level Up Athlete Fund. 100% of the proceeds and donations of the Level Up Athlete Fund go directly back to our youth in their community who are trying to play sports who are financially unable. We're making sure that people in our community have the ability to enjoy sport, enjoy some friends, and learn some skills along the way. So if you can support a dollar or two dollars, shoot over to selfcareu.net for all the information there, or you can check out our Instagram page at selfcareu underscore level up for all the information. But as I mentioned earlier, we have an amazing conversation today with Kevin Hoover and Hug Your People. This is one of the best conversations we've had on the podcast, so enjoy. So today we have an awesome conversation with executive life coach and founder of Next Crest Coaching. That's Kevin Hoover. Kevin, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Scott. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no, we appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, Kevin, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of a uh, business card of who you are and where you're from? I'm, uh, I, I live in the U.S., uh, all around, in fact. I travel with my family in our RV for our nonprofit, but I'm an executive life coach. I work with uh, high-level people in maintaining a fulfilled life and living a little better than maybe they would otherwise. I uh, enjoy being outside, hiking, music, campfires, all the, all the stuff. Oh, great. You know, one of the things that you just mentioned there that I like to kind of get out of the way is uh, executive life coach. You know, tell our listeners a little bit about what that entails, because it might be the first time we've had someone of your kind on our on our podcast. I, I, I'm a simple guy, so I'll keep it in simple terms. Here's kind of how I think of it. 
um, a, a life coach were maybe different than maybe a therapist. A therapist would work from present day backwards, meaning dealing with your past. Uh, a life coach is really dealing with present day forward. Um, so unlike a consultant in prescribing you what to do, it really is discovering how you want to live your life um, as far as the business intertwines with it, marriages, relationships, uh, health, all of those things, and how you see your life moving forward. So that's kind of how I, I break it down. I'm I work with you from present day moving forward, how you want to change and improve and move forward. And really, it deals with fulfillment. How do you feel about your life? You know, a lot of uh, executives come to me and they say, hey, I thought the money would feel better. Um, and it, and it's not. And so we we work on that and try to get them to a point where they uh, they feel a lot better about their careers. So that's that's about as simple as I can put it as, as far as what is a life coach. Yeah. So I imagine that rolls all into the brand, the next uh, next crest coaching. I imagine that kind of is is your business that you're working with. Yeah, that's my my signature coaching program for um, for my clients, and, and it really came about by realizing that people get to a certain level of success and they, they kind of stay there. They kind of keep celebrating that I got to this level and eventually over time that kind of catches up and, and they, they kind of ask inevitably ask the question, what's next, you know? And so as, as we've been traveling for the last 13 months, you know, it kind of is constantly asking yourself, what is next for me? I don't have to abandon what I've already done or, or, you know, stop doing what I've already done. As humans, we we want to feel like we're evolving and feel like we're working towards something, even when we achieve achieve success. And success is kind of um, this volatile thing; it's ever moving. And so, once you get what you think it is, it's now something different. So, Next Crest really deals with identifying those next peaks in life, those next moments, those next accomplishments, um, and, and really honing in on that and figuring out how those intertwine in the fold of your living. Right. So, is your client? Can it just be a single individual? Do you deal with just like the corporate world or are you just entertaining anyone that you can help, uh, you know, what we like to use the term level up or in this case, you know, try and get to that next crest, if you will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it really uh, most of my clients are um, entrepreneurs of a certain level, meaning they've already they've got a team. They've got, you know, anywhere from five to 30 employees. You know, they're doing a million plus in revenue. Um, so my, in my entrepreneur space, those are kind of my ideal clients. Those are kind of who's showing up. Uh, I do work with a lot of C-suite folks. I just coached four executives from an international nonprofit. So they, um, they brought their whole team in, the whole executive suite in um, to do some work. And so, so there was that. And then um, there's also some salespeople who are you know, in industries like mortgage or insurance or real estate. Um, and they'll come in and they're, they're building their team or starting their team or doing high volume, high level success. And they really want to learn how to manage that a little better so that uh, they can enjoy the fruits of their labor. So um, it, it really is a lot of different people, but it, it hones in on the people who are already established in business and kind of looking for a little more balance or a little more what's next or a little more excitement. Right. And, you know, we with Self Care You, we have a program that we uh, teach it's called level of leadership and we generally teach it to our athletes i'm a basketball coach and uh, we teach at you know in leadership that you don't always have to be the person to be the leader you know the, a good leader actually finds others that do something else really well and bring them in so that they can teach the group right and i imagine that's kind of like how your business is rolling right they, they've adapted okay we have a, a weak point in our business and we need to, you know, get Kevin in here so he can help us forecast how we can be better. Is that kind of run along, along the right lines or? 100%, 100%. A lot of the, if I work for a company, a lot of them already have leadership training programs or, or 
you know, um, things of that nature. And so I will come in as a compliment to that, or, or if they don't have it, I will come in as that. So yeah, spot on. Yeah. I'm pretty intrigued by this stuff only just because, uh, in my, in my day to day, you know, I'm lean six Sigma, uh, certified. I understand kind of process. And sometimes we come into different departments and, and help out with their processes and things that they are maybe lacking in things of that nature. So it just really gets me going. I, I've always kind of loved the world around life coaches because, I'm like you, you know, uh, self-care use built so that we, we don't live in the negative. We always are mm-hmm. trying to move forward. And, you know, I love that expression that you gave us and, and that answer that, you know, we're, we're going from today forward. We're goal setting. Now, do you have like a, a, a day-to-day game plan that you have that you try and stick to, you know, this is how we goal set, or is it just kind of unique to each group that you have? Um, it's, there's definitely a framework, you know, I think, um, I, I use two, two different frameworks. You know, the first thing is the three principles in next crest where we use uh, time perception, we use goal distribution, and then we use legacy. So we use those three things kind of to, as a general frame, but then when it really talks about specific goal setting, um, there's four quadrants that we like to focus on. And most people have focused on one or two of them, but not all four, uh, business being number one, and most of my clients have the business goals. They're pretty clear. They're, they they probably are already working those pretty well. Uh, then you have a health uh, department, you know, where your health goals, your fitness, your nutrition, mental health is a big part of that as well. You have re- your relationships, you know, your marriages, your partnerships, your friend group, your even colleagues. And then you have, I, I think it's important to have a set of personal goals where no one else impacts but you. Right. Um, it could be working on your patients. On your temper, it could be working on your thoughts, mindset, things like that. So we really hone in on those goal setting. And the, the idea is that, you know, if business is going really well, it's almost a guarantee something else is not going so great. And so, so we we have a constant metric of where to focus and where we need time. You know, if we're making the most money we've ever made in our life, hey, probably check in with your partner and see how they're doing. See if they right. uh, missed you this month or not. Yeah. And so we, we kind of hone in on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always something, you know, might be leaking oil somewhere or you want to make sure that you have a good. Yeah. Overview. Hey, listen, Kevin, the reason why we connected is uh, I read your story and immediately in the first couple sentences, I knew that we had to have a conversation for our listeners. Um, and it's really I wanted to chat about, you know, the point that brew, drew us together, which was this courageous battle your son had with cancer, um, you know, willing to share, maybe you could share some of those moments and, and what that was like for your family. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a big part of my, my story. It really built the way that I, um, live my life now. Um, so it was March of 2019. My son was, um, airlifted. He was, um, you know, in pretty bad shape and, um, they found a tumor in his abdomen and he was in total kidney failure. And, um, we went in for a routine kind of thing, a little tummy ache. And, uh, we ended up by the end of the day, we were pretty well on the path to cancer. Um, so it was out of the blue, no preparation, no warning, no, um, nothing. And so it hit us really, really hard. Um, over the next probably three or four weeks at that time, we were adjusting pretty heavily. We spent most of that in the hospital. Um, we didn't go back home. I think one time we went back home over those three, three and a half weeks. Um, and we were prescribed 70 weeks of chemotherapy, 43 days of radiation and, um, a whole lot of concern, um, and questions. 
And so uh, we kind of had to regroup our whole lives. And my son was four at the time. Uh, I'll spoil the ending. He's doing great. He was in school today. He's seven. He's playing Minecraft. He's playing all the games you would want a a kid that age to play. Um, So he's, he's, he's doing great. But through that, that process, um, it was some of the darkest days of my life, um, you know, really struggling with uh, relationships, faith, business, obviously, um, you know, self-worth, uh, everything was just coming up in a really, really heavy waves. And as he started to win, I started to think a little differently. You know, I think it was the first probably two and a half months after that, um, things started to look up for for my son. And I I, I really had moments where I was like, I have to be I have to be positive. I have to be the energy that is lifting in the room, not deflating. I can't, I can't, you know, and so every day it was really, I had to get me right first before I went into that. And right. then it just kept going and he kept winning and and just the signs kept getting great. And, you know, fast forward today and he's, um, he's been off, he's been out of chemo for about two years, two and a half years. And, um, He's, he's doing well. We're still not in the clear. You're never in the clear with something like that. It'll be part of his life for the rest of his life. Um, right. But w- through that process, you know, I, I say, I, I have to say, as I say, it was my the darkest time of my life. I have to also point out all the good things that came from it. You know, my, my outlook, my business, none of that would be what it is today without having gone through that. Right. You know, almost like a blessing in disguise, I guess, if you will. But you never want to ever enter into that world. You know, I'll share with you my mom. Uh, she's a breast cancer survivor, and she went through right. a strong bout of chemo and radiation. And sitting on the sidelines and and watching my mom go through that is, you know, some of those those moments stick with me. Obviously, still to this day, but I use them as life lessons mm-hmm. and understanding. At such a young age, I I learned that, and um, you know. I, as I mentioned, I'm a basketball coach and I happened to be in the gym the other day and a good friend of ours, wife is another coach of mine. His wife is uh, going through uh, breast cancer right now. And she's going through chemo and wow. I just happened to touch base with her and just see how she's doing. And she kind of gave me like a thumbs halfway up, like a little bit up more like 60%. She's like, my day's yeah. done. I literally want to go home and go to sleep. And we're talking about adults here um that are doing that so i have uh, a a lot of respect for you and your family and your little one and uh just glad that everything's going well just glad thank you thank you um you know that's the amazing part that brought me to to understand your story and really have this conversation was your little one connecting us and and that that battle but also uh hug your people really is a uh, pretty awesome i i was on the instagram page before i happened to get onto this call and and I really just want you to kind of lead me through how that started and, and the great work that you're doing. Well, hug your people. It was funny. Uh, my son, when he was uh, first in the hospital, he had to go down for a series of scans and, you know, and, and they bring the wheelchair in to take him down and he doesn't want to go in a wheelchair. He's, he's pretty, pretty adamant about not going in a wheelchair. So right. we said, okay, what do you want to go in? He said, I'd like to go in a wagon. Okay. So, okay, so I, I go into dad mode and I find a wagon and we go down to those initial scans in a wagon um, and then the, the sort of the thing that my family used to say to everyone who would come visit us, we had a big support group. So we were very lucky in that way, but we used to say, Hey, go hug your people, you know, cause a lot of my friends would come and they wouldn't bring their kids obviously, but I would always say, Hey, make sure you go hug your people, go hug your kids tonight. You know, cause we are, um, uh, the distance I, I always tell people when I'm giving talks is the distance from a soccer field and an, uh, ICU is not that far. 
So you have to be really careful with your days, but how your people came about with the premise of the wagons and then something that my family just used to say to everybody and people started latching onto it and they started saying it back to us and it started doing this thing. And then we, we were like, Hey, let's get some hats made and just kind of spread the love a little bit. So we had hats made and we, people bought 250 hats and we sold out of those in like a day and a half. And then we were like, so it just kept me being this thing. Then we started working with Alex's lemonade stand um, who does a lot of pediatric cancer research. And I think the last year we worked with them for pediatric cancer month, we kind of did their uh, little September event and we raised $40,000 in 30 days through, through just people saying, hug your people and running. Wow. And um, so, so that it was just so inspiring that so many people were willing to be a part of it. Um, and Bax was my son, Baxley was really the catalyst for that. And, um, so when we finished chemo, my wife and I kind of looked at each other and we were like, well, what do we, what do we do now? Like, this is, you know, chemo's over. We're getting the all clear. Everything looks to be in a good trajectory. What do we do now? And so, um, we decided to make hug your people an official nonprofit and really go help some kids. And, um, to date, we've been able to take those wagons that Baxley likes so much and we've been able to uh, place 400, over 400 wagons with other kids who are fighting cancer. Oh, man. What an amazing idea, too. Like, to listen to your child and understand that, you know, my child probably is not the only one that does not want to be in a wheelchair. Doesn't want, yeah. You know, I'm sure it's a symbol of, like, oh, I'm here. Like, let me have, you know, my own identity, if you will. Yeah. And I imagine that, you know, that crazy idea is what makes it so great you know what i mean like it it seems like okay it's just a wagon at first and i kind of chuckled a little bit but then when you're trying to get those wins no yeah. matter wherever you can get that win you're trying to take it, it it's pretty amazing that that wagon was was probably a huge confidence booster absolutely i mean if you if you think i'm a basketball guy too so if you think basketball it's like how do you turn the momentum of a game um, the momentum has turned long before the winning shot is hit. You know, it, it's yeah. that it's that steel, it's that it's charge, it's that, you know, there's there's a play in there that turns the momentum. And we like to think that the wagon helps shift that momentum a little bit for these kids and gives them their own space and their safe spot. And we've certainly found that with our son. So it's um, yeah, it's been a, a, a very and the most incredible learning experience and rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Just thinking about it, just thinking about like the lives you touch, the the impact that you're having on someone you talked about your lowest right you're talking about mm -hmm. somebody you know some little ones that are in their lowest and they don't even know what lowest is and you're giving them that little uh you know shine if you will that little moment where they're they're in that positive nature they can just keep taking that next step and then next step you know that's a pretty amazing you know pretty amazing concept also i love hug your people like just the the openness that you have when i was on the instagram page it's very open like welcoming no red tape around anywhere like just be a part of no. it you're more than welcome kind of deal right yeah well and that's how, that's funny because that's how it really started we were gonna give the wagons to hospitals and i was sitting there actually was still in the hospital and i was sitting there I, after my probably 12 12th or 14th email with the marketing and compliancy division of a hospital i said there's got to be an easier way this is way too much red tape right, <laughs> you know yeah. like what if we just gave wagons to the parents <laughs> yeah it's a gift you know and so but yeah we were avoiding red tape we wanted it to be easy and as connected as possible you know person to person love to love heart to heart and that's i think we're doing okay at that yeah no you you're doing an amazing job and kevin i think you're you're an awesome guy you know 13 months you lived on the road on in an rv traveling the u.s supporting hug your people. I'm interested in some of those awesome memories that you had with your family. 
Oh, it was, it was, we're actually, uh, this is the first month we've been off the road, uh, in the last year. So when we got to the point of my wife asking, what do we do now? Uh, the idea was let's sell the house, let's buy an RV and let's wrap it and hug your people logos and let's drive around and raise some money for these kids. And, mm-hmm. um, and so it, it sounded like a crazy idea cause we're not camping. We'd never been in an RV before, certainly never driven one. Um, and so it was probably from that from that day, probably six weeks later, we had sold the house, bought an RV, and were um, had planned to head out on the road. And so we we spent 13 months just traveling around the United States. We went to 12 national parks, 28 states, drove, drove over 14,000 miles, met some amazing families, um, got to connect with kids. And every kid that we connected with, Bax was able to deliver their wagon and um, play with the kids and and see them and meet them and just give them a little hope like, hey, you know everyone sees the pictures of the bald kids in cancer, but you don't see the pictures of like my son who's hiking Zion national park and he's got a forehead of hair and he's out there. He's beat, he's, he's beating it still. And he's, he's getting it. So we spent a a lot of time out there uh, just traveling and trying to build more memories for my son than a hospital and kind of heal ourselves as well, but also touch, touch the lives of other people. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing it. And you know, at self-care, you were always looking for that level up moment. So I got this, and this question for you, I'm interested, you know, during that little journey, what mm-hmm. was that level up moment that your family had? You know, maybe you went to, you know, something, you just had that moment with your family. It was like, this is what it's all about. Oh, there were so many. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it seemed like every time I turned around, I was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. But um, I, I think there's there's one personally and then there's one um, sort of professionally with the nonprofit and everything. Personally, when we were in Yosemite National Park, that was my personal aha moment. Right. Uh, it was a reconnection to nature for me. It was a reconnection to getting outside and doing things I love to do that I had neglected for so long because I was focused on my business. And so I didn't take adventures. Um, and the minute we were in Yosemite National Park, I was instantly reminded of why I love to go on long hikes and climb and uh, snowboard and do all the things that I hadn't done in years. And so that was um, number one for me. And then we were delivering a wagon in Kentucky and we actually um, got to go and have a pizza party out in the backyard of the family. And we got to talk with the kids who were older. So their their siblings, we always take care of the siblings when we deliver a wagon, meaning we bring something for everybody in the household. Right. Um, so these siblings were older. They were seniors in high school. And so we got to actually talk to them about how they feel about it. But we found out two months before their son was diagnosed, their house burnt to the ground. Oh, and it was just really just um, gratitude just spilled over me. I was like, wow, there's always someone out there who's doing operating through a worse situation with grace. And these, this family was so grateful. They were just so kind. They were so positive. They were just, and I was like, all, all you've been through, you know, you've been through arguably more than I've been through and I can't, I'm struggle with it. And they were just here like, thank you for coming. This is amazing. Like they were just so grateful. And that reminded me that if you keep your mind and your spirit in that positivity, no matter what happens, you'll navigate the waters um, as easily as you can. So those are probably the two biggest moments for me. Yeah, those are pretty awesome. You know, I love what you just said, because we always say that positivity wins regardless. You know, some people think it's a little bit over the top, but, you know, sometimes all you need is that one little positive moment to just help you take that next step, which leads you into the the right direction of whatever you're trying to get in life. Right. Um, So, you know, and you, you feel about like a family, that is going through that and going through way worse times. And they're still out there saying, you know, living that positive lifestyle. It's very easy for me to, you know, I, I don't, yeah. I don't have half, 
the issues that they're, that they're running through. So I appreciate that. And what's next for Hug Your People? What's next for the Hoover family? Well, we got uh, my son's back in school. He wanted to go back to school. So we kind of drove back to our home state of South Carolina and he's he's back in school making friends. He kind of likes that at this point. We'll still travel in the summer times, I imagine. Um, so that's kind of we're kind of staying the course and listening to him and what what he feels like he needs. We're going to give that a try and um, letting him kind of dictate his life in that way. Um, hug your people. We're going to keep growing. We are our goal next year is to anybody who wants a wagon gets a wagon. You know, we wish nobody needed one. We wish the, that number was zero. Right. And we don't, you know, 16,000 kids in the U.S. are diagnosed with cancer under the age 18 every year. So um, our goal is that anybody who wants one gets one and uh, that we're going to kind of keep it easy and stick to that course. Uh, our family, you know, we're we're still healing in a lot of ways, but we just want to keep our head up and, and keep challenging ourselves and keep doing things and um, having fun. You know, I, I, being out west, you know, I'm hiking the Grand Canyon rim to rim in April. I want to keep right. doing challenges like that. I'm, I'm looking at doing Mount Kilimanjaro maybe in a year or two and um, okay. I think, I think just living life, like, you know, we, we couldn't do that for so long. And now it's like, you know, my son wants to go indoor skydiving. We went indoor skydiving, like, you know, like, yeah. we just That's say pretty... yes to everything. Why not? Right. Why not? Right. And you guys have a great perspective as to why you need to say yes and why you need to hug your people. And, and Kevin, you're a leader in your community and you can definitely see that. Um, I'm interested if you had a father that's in front of you, that's going through, you know, the same cancer battle with their same little one. And what would be some advice that you'd give them? Um, everyone is so different and every situation is so different. I think the, um, the advice I try to give every dad is um, the, the male instinct normally is to lead the family. And that means be tough and don't show emotion and don't, um, don't, don't feel pain or don't express pain or don't talk about pain. And normally the first piece of advice that I give a dad is let everyone see you cry. And just if you feel it, you need to get it out because that will make you a better leader for your family. Um, you know, we certain, certainly talk to moms that are the same way. And I, I think it's it's OK to um, show that emotion, but you also need to have a conversation around that emotion. You know, you can't let your, your child who has this disease, you can't let them see you just cry all the time without conversation. You know, they also need to see you controlling that and, and being thoughtful and being mindful. And so um, it really is walking that balance. But most most dads that I talk to, their first inclination is to shy away from the emotions. And, and I always say, if you're mad, aim it at the right target, but be mad, meaning don't take it out on your spouse, or your partner or your work or your colleagues or your other kids. But if you're angry, find a way to express that in a constructive way so that it doesn't stay inside and really let it process. Yeah, what's that's some great advice because, you know, our generation males feel this bottle up effect, right? We got to bottle it up and, and we just got to hold it down for the family when really everyone's watching you for that reaction to say it's okay to show emotion. It's okay to have a conversation about it. It's okay to talk about it, right? Um, I agree with you 100%. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. It's it's Hug Your People. It's Next Crest Coaching. It's Kevin Hoover. Kevin, thanks for being on the show today, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Scott. This is awesome. A big shout out goes out to Kevin for being on the podcast today and bringing Hug Your People to our audience. It's an amazing concept, an amazing guy, and he's doing some great work. Make sure that you check out Hug Your People.
We've had lots of questions about the Self-Care U Level Up Living shirts and sweaters that we have. If you're interested, make sure you check out selfcareu.net for the information there or shoot us a message on Instagram at selfcareu underscore level up. Appreciate all the support that we're getting from, especially from O's in the UK. You know, we have some great support from Canada and the US, but now we're starting to get some great listenerships from the UK. So shout outs to the people over there. Thank you for always supporting our podcast. And like always, this is Self Care U. And we definitely leveled up today with Kevin Hoover and Hug Your People.